Oh, I'm up here without my book. <laughs> Can I have that? I'll need that. It's got quotes in it. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> Good morning, all. <laughs> So we are still in March. You can tell by the green hats and the green clothes and everything. I love it. Okay. The, so the, uh, the monthly theme, cultivating authenticity. And that is awesome. And today's talk is free and belonging, which I think can kind of sound like a contradiction, but let's go into it anyway. What the heck? I want to start with a quote by... Uh, Maya Angelou regarding freedom and belonging and she said this you are only free when you realize you belong no place you belong every place no place at all which also sounds to me kind of like a contradiction in terms doesn't it Wow. Okay, so let's, let's just dive into that. Freedom, if you look up the de definition, right? Freedom is the power to act or speak or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. Now, that doesn't mean the right to do as we please. It means the opportunity to do what's right without hindrance or restraint against another, right? Freedom does not deny freedom to another person. My freedom, what is it? I think Ernest Holmes said, right? My freedom ends where your freedom begins. Right? We can't, we can't, you know, impose our will on somebody else. Our freedom ends where your freedom begins. In Richer Living, he said this. Ernest Holmes said, we all wish to be free. But at the same time, we must realize that liberty is not license. To say that we are free with the freedom of God does not mean that we're free to do that which contradicts divine nature. We are free only in that freedom that God is. Free to be alive, free to enjoy living. Um, we are uh, to enter into the activities of everyday living with enthusiasm and interest. We are free to love and to be loved. We are free to give full and complete expression to every capacity we possess provided that freedom harms no one and hurts no thing. So this is, this is our God-given freedom, right? As long as we don't intrude on someone else. True freedom, the freedom to think and live and create, because we are creative beings after all. We have been created by the creator that creates, and so it, it created us out of itself with that same ability to create in the microcosm what spirit does in the macrocosm. We, um, we create. Spirit creates on the universal level. We create on the personal level. That's what we do. And that's part of our freedom, isn't it? The freedom to be authentic, to be our authentic selves, to create as only we can. Even though there are seven and a half billion, are there eight billion by now? I don't know. I've been using that figure for a while. Maybe there are eight. I don't remember. Anyway, there's a bunch of us on the planet. And, and we all create our own unique individualized way. We can be artists or musicians or singers or dancers, but, we, but nobody does it exactly like you do, right? We are here because we are a necessary part of the diversity of all life. And we are free to express our authentic selves. We are free to create from that sense of authenticity. We are free to live just open and free and, and loving. And that takes courage takes courage, doesn't it? To show up and just 
you know, show up as your authentic self, it takes courage. It takes courage to create something that people can see. It takes courage to sing, you know, in the open around a whole bunch of people. Look at our choir here, right? It takes courage to do that, to put yourself out there and sing in front of a bunch of people. And they're volunteers, I want you to know. <laughs> and they are volunteers. They volunteer to do this, to share their beautiful voices with us. It takes courage to do that, doesn't it? You know, you know. It takes courage to dance while people are looking or else there wouldn't, there wouldn't be that expression, right? Dance like no one's watching. You know, because everybody's watching. <laughs> that takes courage to do that. It takes courage to bear our souls to the world in writing. To take, you know, to bear our souls to the world where everyone seems to be a critic. <laughs> everybody seems to be a critic. Particularly now with social media, boy, everybody just jumps on and tells you what they think. That is a very vulnerable place to put yourselves. Now, Brene Brown has written extensively and I love that quote. That was just wonderful. Thank you, Don. I love that quote um, this morning by Brene Brown about authenticity. But she said this. She said, vulnerability means showing up and being seen. We want to create, right? We all do because we're, we're spirit. We're now picturing a spirit. That's what we do. We want to create, but when we show up and are seen, we are guaranteed to get our ass kicked. And if you are not in the arena also getting your ass kicked. I'm not interested in your feedback. Okay? So there we are. So really what I'm thinking is vulnerability is not a weakness. We, we kind of connect those two things, vulnerability and weakness. But vulnerability is not a weakness. It is our ability to see our potential for growth. Right? It's our ability to place ourselves out there and understand our potential for growth. It takes courage then to see that through, right? It takes vulnerability to place ourselves out there, but it takes courage to see it through, to place it in the open market. It's our ability to stay true to our authentic self, right? So you don't, you're not hiding anymore. And there will always be critics, let me tell you. There will always, always, always be critics. And if you look for them, you will find them. And if you look for evidence that you don't belong, you will find it. And if you look for evidence that you're broken, they'll be glad to tell you that you are. There are critics all around us. If you look for evidence that you don't fit in, you'll find it. You'll find it. But we don't have to do that. We don't need to make that choice. We can live in our authentic lives and put ourselves out there and not be interested in what people say, particularly those people who are not doing, right? It is for us to stay true to our creations, to the, to the stuff that's on our heart, right? I don't know if you saw that little YouTube thing. It was on someplace. It was on social media somewhere. This little girl, she was eight years old, and she wrote a piece of music. Did you see that? Oh, my gosh. She wrote in a little pencil and her little, she wrote this beautiful little piece of music, but her, and her mother said, oh, play it, play it. Let's put it on YouTube or TikTok, whatever it was. I don't remember. And she said, oh, no, it's not good enough, you know? And so her mom 
put it out on social media and said, would somebody please play this so that I know what it sounds like? And so somebody picked it up and played it and put it up there on social media. And then somebody else grabbed it. And then somebody else grabbed it. And then pretty soon, there was a huge orchestra playing her little piece of music. And it was like, oh my gosh, talk about that. Wouldn't you love that kind of support, right? You put out your little creation, and it just gets loved and accepted, and everybody plays with it. And that's, that's you know, what we do. We create, and we have to stay true to our creations, our artwork, our music. James, you write beautiful music, right? You, you write originals. I see them up there, written, you know, music and lyrics by James Vandenberg. And, and he puts it out there. That's what we do. And sometimes we have to stand alone, and that's okay. Sometimes we have to stand alone behind our creation, and that's okay. Going back to Brene Brown, she said, true belonging is a spiritual practice, and it's about finding the sacredness as both being a part of something, but also the courage to stand alone. Right? Both and. And don't we say that about religious science? We're the people of both and, right? Whenever those, whenever those conversations come up about, about optimists and pessimists, you know, and, and, and is the glass half full or half empty? And I keep saying, I'm a religious scientist. There is limitless refills. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if it's half empty or half full. Being true to ourselves and being a part of something greater than ourselves and knowing when to do one and when to do the other. Which brings me right back to the Maya Angelou quote, right? You're free when you realize you belong, you belong no place. You belong every place. No place at all, right? Both and. Both and. Now, that quote went on. It came from an interview that she did with... Crud, I can't remember who it was. Bill Moyers. Bill Moyers? Is that he's... Okay. And, and there was more to that quote. And she went on and said... All right, let me put it all together. You are... You are you only are free when you realize you belong no place. You belong every place. No place at all. The price is high. The reward is great. I belong to myself. I belong to Maya. And what is true for Maya is true, of course, for us. We belong no place. We belong every place. We belong to ourselves wherever we show up, wherever we show up, wherever we belong, right? Wherever we go. Or nowhere, wherever we belong to ourselves. And as we continue creating this authenticity of our own lives, as we continue, right, experimenting and putting ourselves out there little by little, being our honest self out there, as we continue cultivating this authenticity, we demonstrate more and more of the qualities of God. That is our authentic self, isn't it? The qualities of God. We are spirit in form. So whatever those qualities of God are, and I'm not even going to turn around and look for that list up there on the banner because it's not there and I know it. <laughs> I, finally, I finally got it and then we're, now we're going to change it. <laughs> but you know the qualities of God. Love and joy and abundance and beauty and balance and all of those qualities. That's our authentic self. Our, you know, we are God in form demonstrating. So that is our authentic self. We let that come out. That's freedom. And then as we do that, as we put more of ourselves out there, more of our authentic selves out there, we develop more strength, more courage, more faith. We grow our faith by doing that. Ernest Holmes in Divine Science said, the, the divine plan is one of freedom. Bondage is not God-ordained. 
Freedom is the birthright of every living soul. All instinctively feel this. The truth points to freedom under the law. Thus, the inherent nature of the human is forever seeking to express itself in terms of freedom. We shall do well to listen to this inner voice, for it tells us of a life wonderful in its scope, of a love beyond our wild, fondest dreams, and of a freedom the soul craves. Our soul craves that expression, that authentic expression, and that takes courage. It takes courage to show up just as we are and just as we are not without trying to meet someone else's expectations of us, without trying to fit in, without trying to anticipate someone else's needs, desires and wants, and then meeting them or trying to fill them or trying to anticipate them. We can turn ourselves into pretzels, really, trying to be what someone else expects from us. But when we do that, in order to fit in, we no longer fit in with ourselves. We must, must, must be our authentic selves. Spirit created you just like that. Spirit created you just like that. And, and, and it's up to us to let it all hang out, <laughs> to, to be that authentic self in the world. Carl Jung said, the world will ask you who you are. And if you do not know, the world will tell you. And, and who wants that? You don't want the world telling you who to be or, or what you have to be or what to believe in in order to be accepted, in order to be part of the group. What we want is to be able to express our, our true authenticity in a, in a safe place to express ourselves fully, self-expressed, creative, whole beings living life to its fullest, living the life that spirit knows we are. We all want to live free. Beings that belong everywhere and nowhere in particular, right? Everywhere. Being, expressing, growing, changing, hmm. being part of something greater than yourself, but also the ability to stand alone when you, when you stand in truth it takes courage to express that kind of freedom. It takes courage to be that vulnerable to put ourselves out there and risk it. Right? We, we risk exposing our true selves. We risk the rejection. We risk the ridicule. We risk the laughter, maybe. But it's worth it. It is worth it. Remember, the price is high, the reward is great. We belong to ourselves. And, and you can't go wrong when you stand in the truth. I remember I, there was a conversation I was having with someone at some party, and I was just chatting and having a conversation, and somebody walked through. <laughs> the, alcohol does weird things to people. Anyway, somebody sort of just walked through the conversation and said, this is really, really boring. You know, you're a very boring person, and then just kept going. And I went, what was that? You know, oh, my gosh, what was that? Now, was she, you know, oh, I'm just being honest. After all, I'm, you know, it's just truth. No, it's not. When we do things like that, we're not expressing truth, we're expressing our own bigoted opinions, right? Our own judgmental opinions, that's all. That's not truth. So you got a, you know, difference between the two. But when we are being our authentic selves, we are expressing out of truth. We are expressing out of truth. And it does take courage for that, risking our, our true selves and risking rejection, the whole bit, it is worth it. 
The price is high, the reward is great. We get to belong to ourselves. And you know, not everybody's going to love everything we do and say. And that's just the way it is, right? I mean, those that love us. Well, you know that, that Irish, I love that Irish blessing, right? I put that up, I think, on Facebook for, for St. Patty's Day. May those that love us, love us. And may those that don't love us, may God turn their hearts. And if God doesn't turn their hearts, may he turn their ankles so we'll know them by their limping. We're just, you know, I'm not everybody's cup of tea either. You know what I mean? It's like nobody, it is not, you know, and that's okay. Let those that love us, love us, right? The price is high, the reward is great. Growing our faith, demonstrating the qualities of God as us, through us, saying yes to that expression, the expression of truth, the expression of being everything that, that spirit knows us to be. The reward is great. In Creative Mind and Success, Ernest Holmes said this. He said, the individual who has the most power is the one who has the greatest realization of the divine presence. And to whom this means the most as an active principle in his life. So that's putting the feet to this philosophy of the science of mind and spirit, isn't it? Believing the principles, demonstrating them, proving them, proving the principle in your life, living the principles. He goes on to say this, we all need more backbone and less wishbone. There, <laughs> there is something which waits only our recognition to spring into being, bringing with it all the power of the universe. It all waits on our welcome. It all waits upon us to say yes, right? Knock and the door will be opened. We've known this forever. We are that, free, belonging, vulnerable, courageous, powerful, powerful enough to manifest the life spirit knows us as, powerful enough to manifest the life of our dreams. Thank you.